you know they make toy smartphones for babies now? What is that? My little dick pic? I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, it's Cameron James from the Total Reboot Podcast. Just letting you know that I'm doing an hour comedy show at the Sydney Comedy Festival April 29 to May 1 at the absolutely marvellous Enmore Theatre. It's in a smaller room, but that's not important. Book at sydneycomedyfest.com.au. There is limited seating, so please book early, baby. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. to another episode of Total Reboot, the only podcast available for download and streaming on the internet. <laughs> my name is Alexi Toliopoulos and joining me on the podcast as always is my dearest friend, the, the Pumba to my Timon. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's Cameron James. How are you doing, my dear friend? I'm really good, thank you. I see myself as more of a Zazu type. Oh, of course, because you adore the comedy stylings of Mr. Rowan Atkinson. Ah, Monsieur Bean. Yes, we yes. do love Monsieur Bean. We only watch the French dubs here in Australia. <laughs> we don't know what it's like in English, but we bet it's scary. But on the French dub, they talk all the way through it. He's one of the most... Very chatty characters. He's they a real chatterbox it. in France. Um, we are live from Blu-ray Studios mm-hmm. tonight, but we actually are zooming in to guests, <laughs> and it's very exciting because they're both in different places. Yes. What the heck? <laughs> Technology is freaking crazy as hell, man. Yep, it's exciting. It's a little bit of movie magic here on the podcast today. All the glitz and glamour from Hollywood as we're zooming in two exciting guests. And I'm hoping at home that you can't tell that we've got these people zooming in and they're not actually here sitting amongst the Blu-rays. We do not want the movie magic to be broken. So please, (laughs) suspend your disbelief for a little while as I welcome into Blu-ray studios... Comedians, writers, creators of Why Are You Like This on ABC. It's Hum, Marbub, and Naomi Higgins. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. You guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so good to be here amongst all the Blu rays. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for acknowledging the a custom that I have adorning the walls here on the studio. Yes. Feel free to take a Blu ray on the way out. We say that to all our guests. Yeah. I can smell that distinctive Blu ray smell. Mm, plastic that is plastic <laughs> mixed with some disinfectant I use to make sure the discs play in pristine condition. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our Screen Ages mini series, guys. We had to get you on because you guys used to be teenagers. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still am. Actually, um, wow. um, you were once long ago. I'm dead now, but I was <laughs> once a teenager. Yes. Wow. That's, like, that's similar life. to the main characters from this movie. Exactly. <laughs> we thought this would be the perfect dynamic for this. One of my favourite movies, I'd say, over the last oh, few years. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Hummy's the Edward to my Bella. I am, actually. Yeah, I'm she's depressed. Abusive. I'm suicidal. <laughs> really controlling. I watch you sleep. You're actually wearing a T-shirt that says Vampire Weekend that's on true. it. That's true. And it's Hum, true. can I say, your skin is glistening tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> you look like you've got... With the... 
incredibly deep moisturizing routine cam just watch mm. me do yeah not we just me we all watch we all watch <laughs> yes. i didn't sign on early just to watch the, the watch okay, um, well. moisturize the and also just to paint a little picture for the audience out there hum uh is lying in bed applying various <laughs> cosmetics to you know keep her skin beautiful and luscious and she's also only backlit so we cannot see any emotion from her face we cannot we cannot even be sure it is her but there is a bright light forming her silhouette directly yeah. Onto the screen, and in perfect contrast, where Naomi is, it's the middle of the day from the looks of it. <laughs> and Naomi is reclined in a gorgeous gaming chair to offer the best, <laughs> the best gaming she could possibly and have. And I can see multiple ring lights in the background uh, as well. Yeah, so that's a green screen. Uh, we've got a green screen as well. Holy hell! Set up. Yeah, you guys want? I, you want a second camera? You want a third camera? I could, you know, I have another one on my feet. Wow. I'm, just, I'm reclining in my ancestral castle, so I'm afraid that's not an option for me. Just oh. say your boyfriend's dad's house. Naomi, <laughs> <laughs> it's his dad and his mum's house. I know, wow. but that sounds less pathetic. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's sorry, true. they have gender equity in their relationship and home ownership. You should be sorry. That's a privilege, okay? Yeah. And we have gender equity on this podcast tonight. And Absolutely. It's very exciting. <laughs> for once. For once. Yes, for once. <laughs> the boys aren't teaming up on a girl. It is a g- even gender spread <laughs> across the podcast even Stevens tonight. or even uh, Stevie yeah. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie and Stevie Nicks. A little bit of context. We have been in a group chat discussing this film today i tried to put the kibosh on any discussion Mm -hmm. because i wanted to save the energy because i noticed very early on some distinct lines in the sand being drawn on where people stand on this film and it kind of seems like two of the people on this podcast really love it Mm -hmm. and two people (laughs) might think this movie is garbage yes is that fair to say i think so i can't speak for your fucking idiots who wouldn't like this perfect film. But... Yes. <laughs> so I can't, I don't know. I don't have those numbers. <laughs> What's the film we're talking about today, Alexi? The movie we're talking about today is Catherine Hardwick's adaptation of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. Mm. A novel. And why, why have we picked that? Well, a this, novel. It's yes. based on a novel. It's not based unlike... on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that funny for? Yeah. I don't know who will laugh at that. that book? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> but we've picked this movie because so far we've largely been grounded in reality on this mm-hmm. series. We've done... Boring. We're very privileged and honoured to have you join us mm-hmm. on this, the first pure fantasy episode of our Screen Ages miniseries. Mm-hmm. We're diving into some crazy shit in this movie. Yes. And I cannot wait. I will tell you, this has become a real favorite of mine over the last few years. I think that this is a modern camp classic. And this has become one of my comfort watches. A movie that I just love to chuck on. Because I think it is an incredibly dense work of feature film art. Art uh-huh. was the, that was the word I You really to stumbled to call it oh art. My God, that was so good until you really fucked it up at the end. <laughs> it is just incredibly dense. You will never see a movie so chock full of stuff 
that it's <laughs> non-stop entertaining until the last half hour where I actually doze off almost 100% of the times <laughs> I've watched this. <laughs> well, we should ask these guys, um, when, what's your first experience with the film Twilight? I was um, working in Coles. Wow. At the cash. I was a checkout chick. Ever oh, heard of it? And a I bunch have. of the guys were probably checking you out. Well, I didn't have my period yet, but I'm sure they were. Um, anyway, I they didn't really, really let you make friends at that job, but there was one girl who I talked to and she was like, oh my God, I read this book. It's amazing. It's wow. a whole series. You have to read this. And I was like, okay. And I went, and I wasn't like a huge reader, but I went and I got the first, I, I think I borrowed the book or something. And I was like, this is amazing. And wow. I just blasted through the whole series so quick. Uh, how old obsessed. were you when this was happening? Fifteen. Wowzers. Prime age. Right. I was right in it. Yeah. It was like made for me. Um, and then by the time the first movie came out, I was like so amped. And then by the time the last movie out, I was, it came out, I was far too old. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for you anymore. To be, no, no, no. Well, I think it was. I mean, it was definitely for the fans, but we won't get into that. <laughs> well, that's I, what about you, Hum? What's your first experience with Twilight? Was literally yesterday watching Excellent. the movie on my phone <laughs> in a sushi train. Oh, God. wow. Wow. Did you, put it on one of, did you put it on one of the plates so it would just, everyone get a little taste of Twilight around the train? Just put yeah, some ginger on it. <laughs> um, so, you, how, when you were, you would have been, uh, Tail end of high school when the first movie came out. Yeah, I'm a couple of years older than Naomi, so I probably would have been 18. And I remember in my family friends, only the younger girls were reading Twilight. And I remember Mm. being 18 and being like, oh, these kids, gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was... um... I, I'm a couple of years older than you, Hum. I'm actually the eldest statesman he's on this the, podcast. Yeah, he's wow. the eldest. Wow. And um, I, so 2008, I was a f- couple of years out of school. Mm, and he I, was dodging the draft. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was draft dodging, obviously, because as we know, yeah. the, bi- the Great War was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was working at a theatre restaurant in Newcastle. <gasps> and um, the main Draculous? character I played... It wasn't called Dracula's. It was a ripoff of Dracula's. Um, I won't say the name of it because Riches I think and Riches. close, but no, not that one. Mm. It's even worse than that. And, and Witches, we have run out of guesses. And by the way, Witches and Britches <laughs> got got closed down because it, people found out that they were making their own alcohol in a bathtub downstairs. Whoa. And my one room. was Witches worse than that one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where, where? The one that you've probably been to in Melbourne. Oh no. <laughs> You drank bathtub so, during it. I was so drunk. Holy shit. Oh, um, no. You drank half a tub. <laughs> you actually, that makes sense. When they ask you how much alcohol do you want, you have to order by the bathtub. Oh, I thought it was just like a funny joke. Well, the one I worked at, I um, there was no real scary characters. Everyone was just ripped off from the movie. Mm. So in the main show, the main character I played was... Captain Jack Sparrow. So I just had oh, wait, to do. Wait, you were performing? Yeah, I was a performer and bartender. We oh, all, we all, we all performed, and we all yeah. also served food and drink. I don't know why you're so surprised. Yes. You know this man; he lives for the stage. I love well, it up there. Well, I come to life up at there. This job camp? Was that yes. You? I'm so yes. Sorry. By the people 
who worked there and the people who frequented it. I'm so um, sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, because I was Captain Jack and he's a very yeah. sexual character and everyone wants a piece of me. Everyone anyway, wants to fuck Captain Jack. I, I also... You do have a certain raw sexual energy. <laughs> <laughs> I also used to... Um, <gasps> No, work. you're still getting sexually harassed. Look at that. I know. I know. I, know. I actually <laughs> love it now. Now that I'm 33, man. I actually love it. <laughs> and and I every woman. Um, <laughs> and that's equality, honey. <laughs> but um, I also used to work the kids' parties, which was Sunday mornings. And um, the character I played at the kids' parties was Edward Cullen. Yes. What? How yes. was that yes. not flipped around? I don't really know why that was why I got chosen How to be. How old are these kids? They were like 12, 13. And I just spent okay. most of my time there being like Hanging told that I didn't look like Edward Cullen, <laughs> <laughs> my 12 year old. What? How do you entertain This 12 year old girl is being like, you look nothing like Edward Cullen. And then so I resented <laughs> Edward Cullen. Wow. And this fucking movie, and I didn't see it until two years ago when I watched it with you. Wow. Were you. How did you do Edward Cullen then? I think I just looked at the poster of him and I died. I put my hair up like him. You dyed it. And you, dyed your, you said you dyed it and then tried to gloss over it. You I didn't dyed your dye hair. my hair. <laughs> what? what did you do? Did you put stuff through your hair? Yeah, of course. What color? Like darker, darker like color. Yeah, well, because I already have a bit of auburn in my hair. You want less than you Wait. think, but you've got some. <laughs> yeah. So and the premise of these children's parties was an, yeah. a real life adult man. Mm, dressed me. up as the twelve-year-old's crush. Yeah, yep, yep. And then yep, yep. you just have. So, I'm so sorry. That's my alarm to take my contraceptive yeah. pill, which I will do now well, on the podcast. <laughs> do it on the record. And you know what, Hold everyone, <laughs> everyone ASMR. listening, everybody you should sh- also ASMR. take your contraceptive. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now, pop that pilly. Pop oh, the pilly. fuck! I've lost the pill. Oh fuck! Oh no! Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's I like can't a couple wait of sperms again through to the keeper this week. <laughs> there we go. That's a, that's a protected I, uterus, baby. Guys. I can't wait you, to see what comes out of that bedside table next because we've seen so much and we've barely begun. You also have like so eight books. Just, oh, I've got a lot of books, yeah. Look, wow. I know, what can I say? I read. A little bookworm Didn't tearing through those pages. <laughs> oh, my but God. But what did you do at the parties, Cam? Because, like... You know, I can imagine Captain Jack going, Ah, yar, let's parse the parcel <laughs> or right, something. First of all, that's a terrible thing. Okay, Jack, well, then man. he's like, Ooh, ooh, let's parse the parcel. <laughs> well, Captain Jack <laughs> didn't do the kids' parties. Okay. He did the adult shows. Yeah. Edward Cullen, he would do Pass the Parcel. Really? He would do, da- like, get the dance floor started. Oh, okay. Did he do his voice? I didn't. I'd never seen it, so what I didn't did do it. What did you do? I just did my Australian. normal voice. Oh, yeah. Did and, you just uh, sounded and looked oh, like this? Uh, I think I put on a bit of like an accent. Yeah. I can't remember. Did you act like why do you, sullen? Why do you keep? Why do you keep lying? You keep being like, I didn't dye my hair. Oh yeah, I coloured it a little bit. I just did my regular voice. Oh, I did a bit of an accent. Did this you is act a long time sullen? ago. Like, um, what'd you do? Were well, you I, would, I decided at a certain Rudy. point that I, because I'd never seen the movie and also yeah. it wasn't funny, that I would play just really ham up the emo. Yeah, okay, cool. So I was like really emo and like I was always throwing myself around and being like, I'm so sad and stuff like that. Wow. And I would call, what? I would call other kids emo. Wow! And they loved that. Would you flirt with the birthday girl? Of course not. They were like ten. <laughs> <laughs> you said to me, but like, the mums, yeah, the mums would cop it a little bit. I, from what I understand, you'd be like, okay, let's play pass a pass. Then you lean to the birthday girl and go, said the line to the land. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill you the moment I first saw you. <laughs> 
Wow, I can't believe we're here with Mr. Edward Cullen yeah, himself. Yeah, it's very exciting. The eternal teenager. It's very oh, what exciting. what a sad masochistic lion. Mm, yeah, it was actually one of the lowest points of my life. Yes. And a lot of bad stuff happened. We don't have time to get into it on the podcast. But I'm sure it'll come out eventually one day. Uh, that is a tale for another time. <laughs> what about you, Alexi? Um, this movie came out while I was in high school. The books were phenomenal while I was in high school. I am a, Naomi and I are like basically the same age, so similar experience. Teenagers. We're both teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, We're both still teens and probably for life, You know, not unlike <laughs> yeah. Edward. I think that's why I like this movie so much. I relate to every single character that appears into it. Exactly. Uh, How long have we been teenagers? A while. Oh, Quite a while. some time, okay? As long as I'll be cast as one. That's what I say. Great. And I don't think I will ever be, so. Uh, but we. I remember the books coming out. They were a bit of a sensation. They were being compared to the works of George Lucas. Being, seeing people going like, these are incredibly popular, but the dialogue is complete caca. People were shitting on these books a lot. And I found that humorous. I would say, yes, I would admit it. I did partake in Bashing of Twilight. Did you read the books? Yeah. Never. I didn't Surprise. read any books, though. I don't. I, books stink, in my opinion. I Movies love are far more exciting. Alexi's famously a movie guy. Oh, so you didn't read, but you were like, this prose is terrible. Yeah, you were illiterate at the time, is what you're saying. I was not illiterate. <laughs> I chose not to read. Okay? I could read any book right now. Name a book. Okay, here's a book, The Wizard of Oz. That's, That's a, a movie, movie, idiot. Nice <laughs> try. Nice try, <laughs> okay. You yeah, fucking well, idiot. I'll tell you what happens in the book. Because you've seen the movie. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I have. Maybe I have. But... Um, <laughs> the first thing I could think of was one that's more famous as a movie. <laughs> Well, I think the book is called something different. Yes, it's called The Magical Wizard of Oz. And it's even is more it? fantastic. I think it's it's written something. It's written by Frank L. Baum, okay? I know that much. Yep. I know Frank Yell. Yep, yep, yep. Frankie yeah, no, L. Grande, it. dude. So you saw the movie, you would have been in what year? Um, I would have been in fucking year four year or 18 because I saw it like two years ago with you for the first time. Oh, you'd never seen the movie? I've never seen them before then until like two years ago. Then why do you love ago. this movie so much? I think on that night was a very special occasion and I just connected to them because I think um, these movies, like I'm the same age as the characters. Like they they go, they're like year 11 and 12, the same years I was in year 11 and 12. And I just see it come alive. I'm like, this is, this is it. This is it. This is like what high school looked like. These are the horrible outfits we all Incredibly wore. blue for some reason. Very blue. A lot of kind of like waxy gel. Love wax look gel. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. what's going on. I'm like, I know what this movie smells like when I watch it. It smells like that kind of like putridy wax smell that all boys had at that point in time. It smells like Lynx. It smells like your Axe body spray. And I... For me, it was more like this thing that I connected with where I'm like, this is weird. This is camp. This is so strange. But there's an honesty to this movie, like an honest emotion erupts from this film, which is something that I find terribly horny, which is when like everyone is desperate to fuck each other in this movie like this is a terribly horny movie because all teens have all their bubbling hormones but (laughs) this is one of the most abstinence chased movies i've Mm. ever seen Mm. and i think that is so erotic to me like that chasteness (laughs) that's like covering like haughtiness oh sorry yes tension yeah yeah i i love sexual tension as well but i also 
I mean, this movie is written by a Mormon, but yes. we can get into that later. Um, <laughs> so that's probably largely why. No, 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 of course not. It was not written by her. <laughs> yeah, yeah this Mormon, more like when she's writing this book, I need some more men. That's why we don't put her in a love triangle. <laughs> Good grief. (laughs) Well, enough foreplay. Let's dive into full on Twilight intercourse. Uh. (laughs) You're impossibly fast and strong. You gotta give me some answers. I'd rather hear your theories. I have considered radioactive spiders and kryptonite. It's all superhero stuff, right? What if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? You know what you are. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. You don't go out into the sunlight. Say it out loud. Say it. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. This isn't real. This kind of stuff just doesn't exist. It does in my world. All right, let's dive into it. So what we like to do is we find a logline or a synopsis for this movie online, the worse the better, and we we get Alexi to read it out and we see if it matches our experience of the film. So Alexi, what's the logline? Well, there's a few that I found on Twitter that I found quite interesting. I'll read you one from Caleb, not Caleb. Uh, From 2010, November 14, he said, Twilight is basically about some stupid depressed girl who sits around, bitches and begs her vampire boyfriend to fuck her for three books straight. (laughs) Whoa. I like that he said uh, three swears in there. That's actually really cool. You know this guy's cool. Then there's got one from Jamie D, or rather Jimmy Carr via Jamie D. Twilight is basically about a girl who chose between bestiality and necrophilia. Jimmy Carr gets it in one lol. Hashtag eight out of ten cats. Oh, so that he's, one's not as good. he's quoting Jimmy it's, Carr. In he's quoting tweet. Jimmy Carr from his show. <laughs> well, we got to shout out that guy because he is supporting the arts after all. Absolutely. And that's important to us <laughs> as artists. We love art. We obsess with art on this podcast. I, I mean, I think they're both relatively accurate. Mm-hmm. I would I think say so. so. I think the first Here's one's the actually thing. quite sexist because Edward's also depressed and bitchy, but he doesn't get a yes. mention in that tweet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's true. Here's the thing. I think both Bella and Edward are quite boring. Mm-hmm. I like Jacob. I'm Team Jacob. Oh my god! Okay, Sorry should we go around it. and say what team we are? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm also Team Jacob. I'm also Team Jacob, but I don't know anything. I just think wolves are cool, and the mm. kid playing him's hot. <laughs> yeah, I just liked yeah. him because he was normal and he could <laughs> yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Team Edward. Okay, I'll wow. admit it. I love the Cullen clan. Team Ed, weird. Alexi, this is so disappointing. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I love I last, love werewolves, but Alexi, I love Team Edward. Last year in my girls' group chat, you were crush of the year. Whoa! And Are now you this, this on the record, I'm I putting actually it on knew the about record. this, and I got to say, I Wait. was actually honestly very furious about it. <laughs> Cameron, <laughs> okay, let me do this. Mm. I didn't no. know this. Cameron didn't even. Fucking I didn't even tell, tell him. I was too mad. <laughs> what the hell? Because Hum said it, and I was like, ha ha ha, very funny. Very oh, my funny. God. i got to make some calls. <laughs> and then I just thought about it for ages and was like, fuck, no, man. And now I'm not because I like fucking Rob Pattinson. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, we like, we Rob, like Rob, we Pattinson. Rob Pattinson. That's fine. We're team Robert Pattinson over okay. Taylor Lautner, but we're team Jacob over team mm. Edward. This is a very well, important <sighs> distinction. But here's my point. 
Yes. Here's my point. People are like, oh, Bella's boring, blah, 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 blah. Bella, like the reason, one of the reasons it's so successful is Bella is completely unremarkable. So any girl yes. reading the books can put themselves in her shoes. Mm. And this is proven by the fact that in the books, the way that Bella figures out that Edward is a, is a vampire is she goes mm. to a bookstore and then she stumbles upon these books right yeah but in the movie version she doesn't go to the bookstore because it's not for the book girls anymore it's for the girls who don't yes. read yes for internet girls it's for internet, internet girls. girls um that so- is one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie when she googles <laughs> cold one i mean if you're googling cold one in australia you're gonna get a little something different <laughs> popping up with a search. like a twoies or something. A couple of brewskis is what I would imagine. But she googles a nice beer. <laughs> she googles cold one. I wrote this down because she searches vampires on Google's, and then she's got this website comes up, and the tabs on the website are showing you different myths from all around the world for vampires and stuff. When you click on them, the tabs are. China, Egypt, India, Japan, and Pacific Northwest. Oh, <laughs> the very yeah, specific yeah, yeah. area yeah, that yeah. she lives in in the world. <laughs> I thought that whole scene was so funny. I actually texted Naomi while watching it to be like, dude, why are they just zooming in on the words? <laughs> so you see them. God, it's called exposition. Learn about it. You're like, why, why is she reading about ancient Russia? And then it zooms in on the word undead and you go, oh, <laughs> hey, okay. Oh, she's reading shit. about vamps. <laughs> She's reading all about vamps. Yeah, you know that she's an expert researcher at this point. <laughs> yeah, she's a journo, dude. I think that uh, the reason I'm Team Edward is I find him fascinating. I'm just like Bella, where I'm like, this guy's got a little something. This guy's interesting. He's the only character that's well dressed in the movie. He, the peacoat, yeah, it's a little dated now, but back then a peacoat. Man, that was a swell look for a fella, especially with <laughs> Edward's colouring of pale alabaster white mm. with slightly gingery, like, mm. brown hair. Oh. I think it suited him so well. Did you have a crush on on Robert Pattinson at Lexi? Absolutely. I think he's my favourite actor. He's one of my favourite actors. He him might be Case one of mine do, as well. And him and Case do are, like, probably my top two modern actors. I really like Case Stew. I actually think that's one of the reasons this movie sucks so bad is Mm. because both of them are too interesting to make it work. Case Stew in particular, like, she looks interesting. They should have put somebody who can be, like, quite bland and nothing so so girls can project themselves into her. Because I thought Mm -hmm. when Case Stew was clumsy, I was like, well, Mm. that girl's interestingly clumsy. But you put, like, who's someone really fucking boring? I like forgot that was way. a um, plot point in this movie, that <laughs> she's a class. <laughs> <Yeah. There's laughs> totally there's this one part where she's, I love the way that she moves her body. She's got a folder mm. open. I think she's like studying or something. Yeah. And she's on the phone to her mum. And her mum says, her, asks her a question she doesn't want to answer. And she goes like this. She goes, it doesn't. And then she shuts the folder. And then she says, even matter. And then she pushes it up. So, But she pauses oh. like she can't do both at once. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and it is. You got to go. That's you got to watch it again. It's That's amazing. what a klutz would do. Mm. It's mes- she's she's mesmerizing. Yeah. And I love when we uh, like when she first comes to school and she's like playing volleyball. And she's like, oh, I told them not to let me play. And then she like yes. smashes the ball, accidentally shreds that fucking nerd back of his head. And then her and Anna Kendrick get in a conversation with this nerd. And they're like, 
uh, you're from Arizona. I thought you were supposed to be tan from there. <laughs> and she goes, well, huh, that's yeah. why I got kicked out. Yeah, that's why. That's funny. You know, I mean, it's too. When you hear that shit, you go, this girl should be doing stand-up. Yeah. This Anna is really Kendrick funny. is also really funny in this film. She's Anna mm. Kendrick is such a funny actor, and I don't think she gets enough credit for her performance in this and all of the Twilight films because she plays insecure girl so well. Mm. It's Anna, but don't you feel like Anna Kendrick... I find Anna Kendrick so compelling. Like, can't take my eyes off her whenever she's on a screen. But mm. I do feel like she's Anna Kendrick all the fucking time. Yeah, I yeah. thought she was gonna <laughs> that do problem? that fucking cup thing <laughs> from Pitch Perfect, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, shit. It's the Pitch Perfect chick is in this. Yeah, no, She's great. no, because the Pitch Perfect Anna Kendrick is secure, and Pitch and mm. and Twilight Anna Kendrick is notably insecure. I think they're completely different. Yes. I, I can't. I don't think that's true. I found I just she just seems normal. It's like when she's stressed about prom, she's not that stressed. Okay, well, you don't know the films like I do. You don't um, know her, okay? Okay, well. You don't, you don't know her, hum. I think you're onto something, Naomi, because I think that's something I connect with this movie so much, is that this is like uh, like a fantasy elevated version of like this film where everyone feels insecure. Like everyone mm. has got their little gripes. Everyone is trying to get through this freaking messed up blue tinged world <laughs> and I think it's all about like those insecurities of people like trying to like form those connections with each other and like that I think the reason why I think high school movies are so suited to cinema and so suited to the big screen because or to like theater to anything like what is because the stakes are so elevated because like everyone there's like an elevated tension to anything anyway because Mm -hmm. the stakes when you're in high school are so high and i think that this film taps into me like an not an accurate representation of that but a very cinematic representation of those very real feelings of being like completely miscombobulated completely like weird those out-of-body experiences Mm -hmm. and also like the irresistible unrepenting unrelenting force of horniness that everyone feels well, in yeah. high school. I think that's why it was a hit and why people loved it because mm. it was horny but chased at the same time. Yeah. So that's what makes you... it hornier because you don't you don't get off. So you stay horny. And mm-hmm. no and people when they're fourteen or whatever, however old they are when they're reading this shit, they're they're exactly the same. They're like, I'm horny for this fucking guy, but I don't get to fuck yeah. him either, just like Bella. <laughs> and, um, and I think also I, from watching it, today was my second time mm-hmm. watching it ever, and I do recall being 17 and having a girlfriend and being convinced that I was in love with her yes. and that I would be with her forever and like that I would fucking love to be uh, immortal with her mm. and it's just mm-hmm. us. And uh, watching it, I was just cringing the whole time. Like, fuck, dude, she's going to get over him in like a year. <laughs> These were exactly... Yeah, oh, he, the schoolies. He, she will. Yeah. Because that's a similar thing happened to me. I got my first boyfriend at 17. Wow. I was in love with him. Um, mm-hmm. And then he went to Italy for like a, <gasps> a month, maybe. This is just like the Cullens. It is like the Cullens. And I they go was, to Italy too. And I was in, if you've seen New Moon, where they're, she's sitting there and it's October, November, yep. December. I was so depressed when he yes. left. I was just like, I, I, I was just overcome with sadness. I just felt incomplete without him. And now oh my, my boyfriend can leave for months at a time. I'm fine. <laughs> and most likely to Italy. <laughs> yeah. It won't even bring up any bad bad memories. 
But I think that's what this movie does so well is like what you guys are speaking about is um, that phenomenon when you're a teenager where every emotion, like these emotions connected to love and longing are brand new. So they feel so intense and so powerful and so like immortal. And <gasps> I think that's like what this movie captures yeah. in a like very yeah. simple, very Cam silly. Cam and shaking their heads angrily. Can I interrupt Alexi to disagree you a fucking idiot? <laughs> Oh, well then, you no. Go. You should have told me what you were going to say when you were going to No, she was like me. a Jezebel cunt at the time. Here we go, hum. Go okay, on. Okay, I I was in love in high school. I get that. All right, I felt feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't think this movie has any of them. I don't understand this connection you guys are talking about. The movie is completely. There's oh. no. I did not have any kind. There was no human hook for me at all. It's like okay, the world's blue. This dude yeah. never yeah. speaks to you. Then he looks like he's going to throw up. Then he supernaturally halts a car. Literally nothing happens. That's my dream. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He looks like he's ill and then he supernaturally stops the car. What do you mean? One of those would make you attracted to someone. Mm. What do you mean? If someone saved a car in front of me, I would Mm. call a medical professional to put him in a cage. You're not 17, (laughs) hum. Hey, Hum, did you get pissed off at the fact that it took, like, 38 minutes for her to realise that he's a vampire? Because we already know that he's a vampire because we know that's what the movie's yeah. about. And they also show a flashback where it's yeah. him, and like, the, the same guy. It took, like, 40 minutes for her to go, you're, you're a... And he's like, say it. Say yeah. it out loud. And she's like, vampire. And then I was just like, they're going, we know! We I love know! That. It's on the poster! I, I, to me, this movie would be even better if the last scene of the movie is that. <laughs> and she's like, say it out loud. And she's like, um, uh, uh, Nosferatu. I'll be like, yes, this is it. I want the whole movie to be in that section of her just going, this, it can't possibly be this guy's a vampire. He's just English or something. Like, that's why he's kind of cold and wet looking and stuff. Oh, I love that bit where she says, I hate all cold, wet things. Mm. And she's like- talking about the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Any any cold wet thing I hate, and he's like, like you hear his boner go yeah. down. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about his boner scene for a moment? Because mm. this is to me fucking he's like he's this is high camp, like high drag. This moment where she goes into the classroom, in the biology class of all places. Mm-hmm. Biology, of course, refers to mm. the the body, the and human stuff. body, yeah. well, the body of all creatures, not just human, but which mostly, is why it's perfect you know, for this we think movie. About humans. It's about chemical and bodily reactions. It's yeah. one of the most exciting classes a young person can take. And they, uh, she goes into the classroom, and it slows down. Time reaches a slow point, mm-hmm. and the fan behind her turns on pushing her hair around and thus her pheromones and her aromas get mm-hmm. wafted over to the Edward Cullen. The smell of her blood. The smell of her fresh blood because mm-hmm. she is pure Good in this Lord. world. And then he begins to squirm and worm about. <laughs> and he's like... He actually oh, goes oh. like... He goes like... Yeah. And like, and his, his books and shit all get crumpled up on his desk. <laughs> He starts screaming, Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. He goes day. cross-eyed, his glasses fog up. Yeah, he's like, oh, Gligan, Gligan, Gligan. <laughs> and then he's also framed, his body is framed with a stuffed owl to uh-huh. make it look like he's got wings coming out of his body. Yeah. And it is, this is phenomenal filmmaking. It is. is like, it is. People it's watch 
Game of Thrones and they're like, oh, they're making out like Khaleesi's a dragon. They stole that shot from Twilight. They okay. stole it from freaking Catherine Hardwick. Okay? Yeah. Oh, God. Who was the original person about to implode to right now. She was the original prankster, dude. Uh-huh. That's why I love her. Yep. I want to hear Hum's take on this because she's having a bodily reaction of her own. And <laughs> you it's guys not, have seen, yeah, it's I'm not exactly positive. the same body language. You've both got your one hand on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm not horny. Like, this is the thing that I found so strange because I feel like this has come out of some twisted Mormon mind of mm, some lady yeah. who did, like, a literature degree and then married some dude she met at uni. Yeah. I don't know. It was probably, like, at, by the time she wrote this book, it probably never came. Like... The whole, I find the whole thing, it the, it reads like the fanfic written by like 14 year olds who were like, yeah. he was flushed and he looked like he was in pain. That's not what happens when someone has a boner. Like, when you're turned on, you don't look sick. He wasn't turned on, huh? So, do you think he was turned on? Alexi's saying he's horny. No, he wasn't horny. Are you guys fucking stupid? Am I he's... the only one who knows the source material? Fuck. Well, he's grappling getting... with his urges. No, I'm getting to, to a hole. her because her blood smells good. Oh, like, Naomi, I'm what gonna... do you think a fucking metaphor is, mate? It's a fucking <laughs> metaphor for him about to goo easy all can, over himself. Can we talk about how the heart of this book is It is not a, a metaphor for him being kill. horny. He was trying to get away from her. He was trying to get out of the class because he was going to fucking eat her, bro. I understand this metaphor yes, there, but what we're talking about... Yes. What the does acting eat that, mean in vampire The terms. acting that he was doing was, if I don't control myself, I'm going to slaughter this woman and just leave mm. her body on the ground and suck Imagine up all the Imagine if that happened. Well, that's what the lion said to the lamb, oh baby. My, that's okay. what I believe. <laughs> this lion-lamb thing is deeply fucked as well. Like, why are we meant to believe that a man who wants to kill a woman loves her? That's insane. It's like, every time I eat a cow, I don't want to, like, fuck the cow. Hum, it is pretty hum, crazy. It was like, if, 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 if he, Michael Hing was made of heroin... And you oh, were addicted brother. to heroin. Your own personal brand of heroin. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> what he says. Okay, so Michael Hayden is a drug designed to stimulate exactly my neuroreceptors. Although I will say, if Michael Hing was a drug, he wouldn't be heroin. He'd be speed. He'd be weird trucker speed that makes you anxious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, you need that. Michael Hing is my best. <laughs> Um, it's worse than any possible drug addiction. You know what people do when they have addictions that are really strong? They do something Okay, they I don't do. think they want to fuck heroin, though. Like, I don't think they romantically <laughs> love heroin. That's because like, heroin that's isn't a person. What is your problem? I'm getting it's a problem metaphor. It's a stupid metaphor. Listen, love is a crazy drug. That's, that's, all I say. that's really well said. That's love is really one of the well said. Wow. Yeah, that's that's true. And I'm addicted to, exactly. to love. Alexi, give me your you rundown ever, on this fanfic you're writing. Love is a crazy drug. You what ever hear about a little fella called? Is it Cam we slash Alexi? <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm writing. I'm writing Cameron a love story where Cameron plays Van Gogh mm. and he's gonna chop off his fucking ear, which yeah. is the weirdest thing love's ever done. <laughs> When a guy chopped his ear off. That's what this movie's about. Well, that kind of depression. encapsulating lading love. Hey, you know what's Little weirder than one ear being cut off? Two ears. I'm talking about Chopper. Chopper Reed. <laughs> Chopper was our Van Gogh, dude. And he was a double Van Gogh. <laughs> he was cooler than Van Gogh. He did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> he did it twice. And he wrote lots of fucking books, dude. And did stand-up. He did stand-up. <laughs> he did stand-up. That's a real artist, dude. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so let's let's move. We, actually, I think we should dive even deeper into oh. is this movie horny or not? Because mm-hmm. I think I'm with Hum a little bit. I think it is 
undeniably one of those films where there is sexual tension and the the abstinence is supposed to make it even harder, 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 harder. But for I, well, me, I was pretty hard. It's yes. not hard for me because wow. it feels Christian. Yes. Even mm. like the lion and the lamb yes. shit. That's Christian coded language. And yes. even like you're. I think you're right, Hum, in saying that. There's that scene where he's telling her that he's a vampire and, and he's like, you don't understand, I want to kill you, but I love you and mm. stuff. And hearing all that shit, I'm like, isn't this the most psychotic monologue yes. you've ever right? heard in I'm your like, life? Like, this is worse than this... anything Hannibal ever said to Clarice. Oh, <laughs> all right. It is! All right, as, sorry, as a Christian teen, this is my culture, quite genuinely. Mm. I'll not have to tear it down. I was a Christian teen when I read these books, when I saw this movie, I had never, it was so horny to me. So don't tell me it's not horny. It's just not horny for you. Okay, Okay, because you're in your 30s. Healthy. It's not for you. Maybe it would have been horny if I saw it when I was 15 or whatever. In fact, it definitely would have been. Mm. I'm still in touch with my teen self, so when I watch this movie, mm-hmm. it unlocks it. Yep. Well, for me, I'm like, oh, these guys got to get some sun. We got to get mm. these guys to the beach, and they look gorgeous. <laughs> and who's looking out for these kids? And you know, I'm I'm mm. thinking more. I'm more paternal nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you're much like the Billy character. I do. Her dad. I'm exactly like her dad. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot like the cop dad. I yeah. Cam, why did your wife leave you? Because I wanted to fuck my daughter Isn't it obvious? (laughs) That is my favourite thing in this movie Is like This is like Setting up a trilogy Or quadrilogy Or tetralogy Whatever you want to call it Where there is a love triangle Between Bella Edward And Jacob but they also inadvertently set up a love triangle with her father. Mm. I love, I love rhombus, if you will. And then I she think I love um, pyramid. Yeah, it's mm. so odd because there's like they're trying to set up the tension and awkwardness between the father and daughter because she's new to town and stuff. Yeah, but it does and not read as awkwardness. No, because they do it in a, all the same techniques that one would use to create sexual tension, where they both try to grab a ketchup at the same time mm. and, the and they brush hands. The yeah, it's and and then the dad licks his lips while she's trying oh, to get all the ketchup Lord. out of the bottle. Even their big climactic father daughter moment is him saying, "You look beautiful." Yeah, and then she's like, "Thank you," and she's all shy and shit. Yeah. I'm like, "Come on, end it differently." <laughs> I know. Just say like, it. "I'm proud of you" or something. You exactly. know, it like, doesn't have to be you look hot. I'm proud of your beauty. Yeah, I'm proud of how much you're blossoming. Yes, <laughs> and I'm you proud look of how nothing. fuckable you are, good child. <laughs> I remember. I mean, yeah. Look, it's this. The, the whole father thing is very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I do like Jacob. I was this time around. I was drawn into Jacob. Mm. I haven't seen any other movies. I know he gets his hair cut short. You yes. haven't seen any of the other movies. No, no, because no. Because as much as Hum's harping on about how much she hates this, I as did soon immediately. As Twilight ended. She immediately started watching New Moon. I was like, what the fuck she's, is that? She's vampire. like, why is Victoria there? What happens next? Does Jacob, do Jacob and Edward know about each other? And I was like, you'll have to watch to find out. And she was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I didn't think she would. I thought she would just berate Do they end up finding, I assume they end up finding out about well, each other. They Jacob all know. Edward, yeah. I started New Moon and then somebody called me or something happened. So I, I didn't have the staying power. Wow. I reckon get back to New Moon. Yeah, you got to get into the- it. These movies get weirder. I'm still... I believe that this first one is the best because it's just, like, so weird and singular and, like, kicked off this really strange, like, like genre cycle of, like, fantasy, horror, like, uh, 
romantic mm. movies aimed at teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Like there was this one. There was the other Catherine Hardwick movie, Red Riding Hood, which is like Red Riding Hood, but she probably wants to fuck the wolf or something. Awesome. And there was one called, I believe it was a TV movie, but I saw on DVD at the video store. It's called Beastly. And it was oh, a ta- yeah. retelling of Beauty and the Beast with teenagers, yep. where one of the Olsen twins is a witch that curses a hot guy at school. Excuse me? Yes, and it's played by the other... He It's played by uh, Magic Mike. The Tanning kid Tatum. from Magic Mike. No, no, the other, the little kid. Beastly. Beastly. I'm looking this up Alex right Pettifer. Oh, Alex Pettifer. Oh, wow. Alex Pettifer. And it's Vanessa Hudgens as Belle, basically. And they fall in love. And it's Beast in the Center High School. And it's got one of everyone's favorite actors, Neil Patrick Harris, is in it. Oh, my God. I have to watch this movie. I believe he plays Mrs. Potts. Oh, my God. Mary-Kate Olsen is in this? Yeah, she's the witch. She's the one that curses him to become beastly. And famously, her sister plays a witch in the Marvel Cinematic Absolutely. Universe. It's so- Vanessa Hudgens? Yes. Oh, my God. This is a must-see bad, bad movie. Regina this- King's in it, dudes. You, you're going to love oh it. And Dakota God. Johnson. This mm-hmm. is what? a hit. That's huge. What's Neil Patrick Harris's character's name? Will Fratelli. Fratelli. Mm. An Italian. Italian. It means Itali- <laughs> brother in Italian. Love that. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, cool. Never seen it. Never seen it. I was more into like Pirates of the Caribbean, like yeah, the kind Jack of Sparrow. pirate shit, Jack Sparrow shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't like Cirque the Freak, the vampire's assistant, <laughs> sorry, John C. Riley as a vampire? No, I didn't. Have you seen any of Catherine Hardwick's other films? I've seen the Lords of Dogtown at thirteen. I get so, I get so passionate talking about this set of films. Mm. I do not think Twilight is my favorite. I think my favorite would be Breaking Dawn Part One. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. That's almost Lynchian, I would say, at points. Like, it's yeah. fucking really weird and scary. Yeah, it is. First of all, you have sex. They finally fuck in that film. And it's insane. And you see it go and in, and you hot, see it come hot. out, and you see it go back they, in. They demolish a full what? hotel room. I've heard all about yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, it's like a... No, hard. Yeah, you no. see you see his dick go from flaccid to hard <laughs> yeah. in real time. And you see a little fang pop out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that, and then also in that film, it ends with, like, body horror. Yes, And it is full on. so exciting. I know they had to start giving a warning when it was in cinemas because yep. it was giving people seizures. Yes. Because of how, like, how much, like, it's, like, very distressing. And it's just, like, flashing lights and just blood and screaming. Um, It's amazing. And she's, like, emaciated. Like, she looks like she's going through heroin withdrawals. Oh, yeah. She, like, gets up. She stands up at one point. and And she falls and her back snaps. Yeah. You remember that? It's so... It's, it's fucked up. I love so it. It's so messed up. And, like, the baby, like, rips out of her. And oh. It's so... It's absolutely like fucking David Cronenberg, David Lynch, the two Daves making this fucking... <laughs> the last movie is insane. It's amazing. And the last movie... Okay, so I was working um, at a cinema when the last movie came out, right? Wow. Um, Thank you for your service, Naomi. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I do it for guys like you. Naomi <laughs> used to... Um, Naomi's job was she would cut holes in the bottom of the popcorn boxes. <laughs> It's a little gag for the moviegoers at home. Um, and anyway, I was kind of new, and um, my my like the 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 team leader that night yeah. was like, "You have to see this because I'd sort of fallen off Twilight at this point. I'd gotten yes. a bit old for it. I was like, I'll see it whenever." Um, so I went 
we went in to watch it and I'd read the books. I knew what happens in the in the books. I'm so I'm gonna spoil it. At the end in the books, at the end, they get into a fight with the Volturi, who are the like basically king vampires mm. and they win and they all live happily ever after. <laughs> and so they like come in and watch this last scene. Like just see what happens. And so there's yeah. seven hundred people in the cinema and we stand up the back and watch um and they get into the fight. But then, like, they're fighting, and then, like, one of the evil vampires just cuts Carlisle's head off. And oh, then, no. all of the Yeah. Well, that's how you kill a vampire, right? You pop their head mm. off. So, this huge, like, this huge fight, and all these good people start dying. All their heads start popping off. Like, not Bella or Edward or Jacob or whatever, but, like, all these, like, really important characters. You know, um, freaking, who's the Confederate soldier guy? Um, Jessup. What? Or Jasper. 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 They all start dying and the crowd, they just, they're like, what's happening? No, no. They're just screaming. And it's like, they're just so distressed. And I'm watching, they're so distressed for so, this fight goes on for like 10 minutes. And then it flashes back to, it was like a premonition of Alice. And and then they all just start. And then the whole crowd, they're just like, what? And that happened every single session for like the first few days when all the hardcore fans are in. That is crazy. They just changed it. They just changed it. And, you know, it ends with her being like, her going up to the evil guy and being like, this is what happens if we do this. And he realizes Mm. that he dies if it goes forward. So then he... He's like, all right, let's not fight. But they just changed it. And I think that was like the best, like the coolest thing to do with like something that these people know so well. They'll just be like, mm. fuck it, we'll just change it. <laughs> and do, so do they say vampires at the end? Yeah, what do you mean? You don't, you can't unbecome a vampire. But in all okay? these movies, there's always like the curse gets reversed or no, whatever. No. Like they kill the head vampire and everyone turns to normal. They stay vampires the forever. They have a little girl. So who's, they just live forever. They live forever. Their daughter's half vampire. And so she starts die? dating Jacob. She starts dating Jacob. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh no, you didn't. Are know. you fucking kidding me? He does. She does. Wait, Wait a no, second. No, 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 no. daughter. Jacob no, no, becomes Cam, her Cam, godfather. Cam, please. You're, you're misinterpreting it. As soon as she's born, Jacob yeah. imprints on her as a werewolf and is in love with her from when she's a newborn. To protect her from oh, newborn. Oh, okay. I'm sorry <laughs> for misunderstanding this coded pedophilia. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just what didn't want you to think fuck? that he waited for her to come of age. <laughs> he loved her from a moment. She slipped out of that womb. But A, a he can't help it. It's a wolf thing. And B, it's a wolf it wasn't pedophile. Fuck. It wasn't sexual when she was a kid. Okay, it was like a father role. And oh then, my god. oh <laughs> my god, oh See, my god, oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, this yeah. is like it's fucked. Uh, this is what bothers me about this movie. Everything in it could just be like a weird. Yeah, it's the pedophilia. Sorry to be brave and controversial, but like. The thing is, if this movie had like had limited success, you could have been like, oh, it's just one of those creepy, like, high Christian things, creeps are into mm-hmm. it, whatever. But because it had such a like wide global influence, I'm like, I'm sorry. Is the whole culture like abstinence pedophilia? Like, is that what we are? And we're just gonna uncritically accept that and be like, hey, what we're really into is dads who fuck daughters, but they're weird about it. And if women fuck, it kills them. Like what? Okay, here's my question. Here's my question. Who is a worse pedophile, Edward or Jacob? Bro. Yeah, exactly. Definitely well, we don't Jacob. see Edward like Jacob, but Jacob, Jacob doesn't really Edward have a like choice. We don't see Edward like know her her whole life. 
But Jacob doesn't have a choice, so he's born a pedophile. Is what yes, you're but that's probably well, the same guess... arguments pedophiles. Make. Yeah, <laughs> I was born this way. I imprinted. I yeah. imprinted. Yeah, but I'm that like doesn't mean wolf. she has a choice, though. She could be like, I don't want to, but you know, she's clearly being groomed. It's it's oh. a tough question. But here's this the other thing: the other is Edward psycho. is like 109 years old and falls in love with a 17 year old. Have you guys talked to a 17 year old? They're children. Yeah, they're all. Well, have you talked to a like, hundred nine-year-old? They're not that fucking bright either. <laughs> I do. Who would you rub? No, never mind. No, Can never I mind. ask a less pedophilic <laughs> question? Yes. Um, what supernatural creature do you guys want to take to prom? Wow, that's a really good question. Yeah. Great question. Um, I take the werewolf for sure because they're warm and they smell like um, like wood and earth and moss. Mm, and your I like favorite that. Odors. <laughs> If you guys have any questions about Twilight Law, you just go right ahead. I'm, I, I am a wealth take, of knowledge. Um, anyone who could fly, like be yep. it a witch or some kind of winged harpy, yes. I'd love to go, go on a date with a flying girl. You're a harpy. A harpy. I'd take a lesbian harpy. Wow. Hell yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. That's really nice. We're both in the harpies. Oh, We're both wow. like. Girls with claws and beaks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who are always screaming. <laughs> Love that. I think I would take the angel Michael, as played by John Travolta oh in the movie God. Michael. <laughs> I don't wow. know if he counts as a supernatural. <laughs> he is. Thing. That's from heaven, the most supernatural place in the world. Oh, and he's a wonderful dancer. That's what I want. <laughs> Me and Michael staring up the dance floor, getting everyone around. Um, I did some minor research on this film. You did um, some minor research. So did freaking Jacob. So did Jacob, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, did you know that Stephanie Meyer listens to music when she writes her works? Really? And wow. there's a list on her Wikipedia of the music that she listens to specifically mm-hmm. when she wrote Twilight. Can I guess? Yes. Michael Is it Jackson? Claire de Lune by Debussy? <laughs> Because no. <laughs> that plays quite a lot in this movie. No, no, no. Um, Rock and Roll Parts 1 and Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing Oh, there. Alexi. Um, Muse. Oh! Oh! Coldplay, Paramount. My Chemical Romance, Paramount. yes, and wow. Lincoln and Lincoln Park. So, oh my bro, God. bro, can I just say, okay, say what you Here will about go. these films. The soundtrack to these movies, and especially the first movie, are very, very, very good. And Let people Paramore who are not song. into Twilight at all are still very big fans yeah. of this soundtrack. Obviously, it's not for you. Hum, stop making that face. The whole hour you make that face. <laughs> this is a very good soundtrack. It slaps. There's a song from Robert Pattinson in it. Yes. Okay, what? Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. Come on. Yeah. Hang on. Robert Pattinson does a song on the soundtrack? Yeah, the song that's playing when they're in the restaurant and Bella's eating and Edward Oh, isn't. that's so funny. Do you I, think um, that he set that up? Like, they're in the restaurant and he, like, goes, hands her, like, the diner waitress, like, his <laughs> eye river, and they plug this in. I've got a little something for this girl. God, I had an I eye knew, river. Um, <laughs> I knew this song, Misery Business, which I think is that in this? Is that the Paramore song that's yes, in or maybe it's yeah, in? Yeah, wow. I think so. um, because it would always play at the kids' parties that yeah. I performed at, and every single child knew every oh lyric gosh. to that song. And then it would play for you while you're like sitting up in the tree, like looking yeah. out into the void and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I'd in like sprint, sprinting around. <laughs> <laughs> You'd sprint around, then put some like little glitter on your face and turn back around. <laughs> Aren't I beautiful in the sun? 
And they'd all say, you don't look like him. <laughs> I have other... Go- Here's another link I have to Twilight. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I have a friend now that I've only met... I only met her like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But Give him a started- shout out. We started Gemma. Shout out to Gemma. Well, Shouts maybe I should Gemma. say Gemma. her name because... <laughs> so she was obsessed with Twilight way more than me. She went to the Twilight prom in Australia, got really wow. heavily involved. Wow. Callan Lutz was there. <gasps> and she no. won prom queen. And she got to dance with Callan Lutz, who plays Emmett, the big bear yeah. guy. The um, biggest one. He kissed her on the cheek. And then she just, she just weaseled her way into Twilight so much that she ended up dating a cast member. Wait, Kellen Lutz or another one? No, no, another one. Who? Oh um, well, Cam, you won't know because you haven't seen the whole franchise. But oh, my God. Is it the Australian? Is it the Australian guy? Xavier Samuel. No. Oh, oh God. I was about Seth? to have a pair. Um, Seth, so Jacob's best wow. friend. Who's in um, from like the second movie onwards? Yeah. They were like together, and she has all these like photos and videos of her like oh dancing with Callan Lutz. Seth Clearwater. Seth Clearwater, that's the guy. Wow. He's yeah, does not Holy speak shit. highly of him now, but oh well. <laughs> oh, <no>. My lord. <laughs> that was another thing that this movie did and this franchise did is that it launched indie film worldwide. Mm. Like, not just K-Stu and Robin Pattinson doing their thing, like, making, like, um, like really, really interesting indie works with, like, fascinating directors like your Cronenbergs, like your Asayasas, but also uh, in Australia... We had this entire like <laughs> indie film movement launched by Xavier Samuel, who's in like only the second movie. He's an Who Australian he actor. He's like the villain in the second or third movie. The villain. He plays Riley. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's also in that movie where the two mothers <laughs> fuck each other's sons. Yes. Yes. yes adoration. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when you get Naomi. There and... was a time there <laughs> where if you wanted to make an Australian film, yeah. you had to get Xavier Samuel in it. He was like really? the he was on the poster of every fucking Aussie Absolutely. movie that came out. He's in a few best men, the loved ones, adoration. Yeah. Tailspin. I would say he is in the worst film in the Twilight franchise. No Eclipse. one's talking about Eclipse. Eclipse. Mm. Well, no one's no. talking about it. He's also in the worst film in the Few Best Men franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but he became like a phenomenon in Australia. He launched like so many indie films and a lot of them are fucking awesome. Like Loved Ones Rocks. Um, so good on you, Xavier. Thank you so much for bringing a little spark to our industry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there was two other th- scenes I really want to talk about before we wrap things up. One of them is uh, the baseball scene, of course. Oh, we got her. The infamous baseball scene. The muse scene. Yeah, we get a bit of super super massive black hole playing in that scene. Now, that's the scene where I had to break my embargo of not talking about this movie (laughs) to message all of you and say (laughs) that this is, I think... The ugliest film of all time. Yeah. It's aggressively ugly. Yep. And this scene is a perfect microcosm of why. Mm. The blue tint is too much. It's too disgusting. much. It's so blue. Every sky looks like a matte painting in yep. a bad way. Yep. Everyone's wearing a little hat. Everyone's got a horrible little <laughs> 1930s Yankees yep. hat on. This movie has more hats than Mad Men. Because <laughs> everyone's got a little... A little fucking Beano one or something. And then there's that girl, uh, the girl vampire who's in the Cullen clan, mm-hmm. who's got like brown hair. Alice. Yeah. Right. So Al- Cameron did the, the 
the global recognized hand gesture for Alice's hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pixie, the pixie. <laughs> that weird wavy pixie yeah. cut, that swoop. Who, it's which, called a half pipe. Which looks like a wig. Yeah. And then that stupid little hat sitting on top of yes. it. I was disgusted, and I actually think that it's the worst costuming I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, that is and an I think, iconic scene, I have to say, where she she kicks her leg up, and then she pitches. What do you mean? Why do they play? Yeah, why do they play? It's like the that? American pastime. <laughs> For fun at night, a family goes and plays baseball. Oh, for fuck's sake, Cam, you didn't even pay attention. They have to play when there's a thunderstorm on because otherwise the sounds that they make when the ball hits the bat Mm -hmm. are too loud and people notice. So they have to play. I get why they have to play in the storm, but why do they have to play at all? Yes, it's fun. It's It's not that fun. You're a sport, though. You love sport. Not baseball. Boring. Well, you're not American. (laughs) If you're American, you probably love that stuff. Also, I'm not a sporto (laughs) myself, but the way Mm -hmm. that lady did the throwing seemed bad. I loved it. Well, you're not not made of marble, hum, okay? They have a different anatomy, actually. It's pure Pokemon stance. She's throwing that Pokeball out there, (laughs) and I loved it. I love it. I like it when um, Emmett climbs up a tree and then Rosalie mm. says, my monkey man. Yeah, I didn't yes. like that. I love well, when he I calls her Rosalie. spider monkey. Yeah, I didn't like when that. When he calls her spider monkey. A lot of great lines. I love when Mike comes in um, mm-hmm. and, you know, Bella has moved from Arizona and he shakes his hat over her head and says, yeah. how you liking the rain, girl? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify, that's a, that's a white guy. <laughs> yeah. This isn't me yeah. doing cultural appropriation. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't love that. Imitating a white dude. I love her, all her lame friends. Yeah, I don't understand all her any lame of friends. the lame friends. Who are they? Why do they come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, Arizona, how do they know? Who is protecting they know her, privacy? They know, before she even arrives, they yeah. all know her. One kid comes up, he's got the like Jared Way haircut, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm the eyes and ears of the school. Yeah. And I was like, I hate you. Dude. I love there's a little ac- there's you. an accuracy in that character because he's got um he's always got his headphones out. And he's like swinging them around. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. God, do you remember when you had attachable headphones? You used to just swing them around. Try in do high that school? with your <laughs> Yeah, that was such a thing in yeah, my high school. People with the little ear, ear, like um yeah, like ear out pods of just. Popping out of their Coming collar. Out of their collar. Yeah. Did you like guys a ever do priest. the big headphones around your neck all day? Yeah. All day. Yes, Love I did. That shit. You did that all day? All day. Mm. You'd go because you'd, you'd always oh. want to be at any time. I could be listening to Bell and Sebastian. You know what I yeah. mean? And I needed people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I won a pair of Bo- Bose headphones from a MySpace competition for the movie Notorious, and I just had. I was like. I gotta rock these bad boys out oh all the time. Yeah, uh, school wow. collar on the uniform, and then the jumper, and then mm-hmm. all the necklaces you had to wear—the half best friend heart, and then the yes. headphones on top, and the headphone wire going down over the sweater, mm-hmm. then up again through the shirt, and then yeah, the eye river in the pocket of the shirt. You got the eye river in the pocket of the shirt. You've lost the back of it, so the battery's exposed at all times. You've got a AAA ready to drop out of it. I'm sorry, oh Han, did you God. say all the necklaces you had to wear? You're just buckling under the weight of all your best friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were. <laughs> all those half hearts. Oh, but I love those like weird little friends that they've got. Like they're so they're so strange, and it has this scene that I think we haven't even at all talked about yet in, at all in this miniseries because it's like almost synonymous with the teen movie which is like that high school cafeteria scene 
uh, where mm. it's like appears in everything. The best, biggest one ever probably is me, Mean Girls, oh. where they've got like this high school cafeteria scene where the new kid in town comes in and then some like, you know, genius at the table goes, <laughs> well, here, let me tell you about the ecosystem of high school and right, where everyone yeah, yeah. sits. The sportos, the weirdos, the dweebs. <laughs> and here we've got the Cullen clan and they look so different. Everyone else is wearing like these jumbled of like 10 different shirts. Like everyone's wearing eight shirts. There's too many pockets on everyone. And then the Cullen <laughs> clan cold. come in in all white. In yeah, all white, yeah. their skin like they're on is their alabaster. Way to a P. Diddy party. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sponsored by Ciroc vodka, and they come in, and it's just like to me, this is like almost like parody of what those scenes are, but not a parody at all because it's just a complete installation in like that long lineage of like a weird scene set at a high school cafeteria introducing us to like the weird subcultures in this world. That, yeah, that's and that also uh, shows us that every guy finds Bella attractive. Mm-hmm. That's the other purpose that scene. She's shows. a minx. All the dudes are in love with her, and then one guy runs up and kisses her on the cheek and sprints yeah, away. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really come back again. Well, he hit her with a car later <laughs> on. Yeah, <immediately laughs> oh, yeah, that's later. right. He nearly killed her. <laughs> Real, I, I'm sure Bella loves this guy. This I, guess, I really did find... Sexually harassed and then nearly murdered. <laughs> but I found the demonstrativeness of these teens all very unrealistic. Like, they all look about 16. At this age, mm. not being like, hi, do you want to be friends? Like, at all. I find it yeah. so weird that she shows up and they're like... Hi, for some reason everybody loves you. This guy's kissing you hey, on the Hey, Arizona. It's not everyone. It's like four people, hum. Yeah, it's fall weird. into a group of friends. That's not weird. That's what happened at my school. Someone would come up and if, if you were sort of near mm. them, you'd be like, hey, come in. You said at your school people used to burn each other with cigarettes for being fat. No, okay. I said my friend's sister threatened to throw lit cigarettes at me if I came any closer, but I didn't come closer, hum. But that I was nice and... <laughs> and they're like they're like seventeen. They're older. Like you know, you just if someone's new, you make friends with them. And especially if they're hot, Bella's hot. She's a babe. She is hot. She's seventeen, guys. Come on, <laughs> let's draw a line somewhere. Yeah. You know, oh, I know you guys but Ed was allowed to, and he's one hundred nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god. So, uh, it's time we should give our awards out. We like to give out awards on this podcast. and um, We call them the Oscars. We call them the Oscars. <laughs> We've come up with our own <laughs> special yeah. Oscars. Um, I can't see like... any legal issues with that at all. No. So far, no one's said anything about it. No one's mentioned it. We've not got in trouble. We've not heard hide nor even hair about us yeah, using this terminology. True. Didn't you so get in trouble typically... the last time you guys did an ABC podcast, Alexi, because you recorded someone without their consent? Completely different. That's I, so different. You guys have all given me written consent to record this Zoom conversation, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and you will even send me your separate recordings. So you know it's all above board. That's true. And say la vie, baby. Okay, all right. Let's give yeah. out these Oscars. All right. So we like to give out an Oscar to a character actor. Mm-hmm. That's someone who you've seen in a bunch of stuff. They're not necessarily the star. They're often on the fringes of this... Uh, of society. Of society and <laughs> of the film. And uh, Alexi brought a really good one to mind. What I want you? to give a special Oscar to for Best Character Actor for the actor Ned Bellamy, who plays a very creepy little guy in this movie. When he <laughs> sees Bella and her dad at the diner, he's like, Bella, do you remember me? I used to be Santa Claus and used to sit on my lap. 
Do you remember that? You used to sit on my lap. And then Billy gets fucking jealous. And yeah. he's like, she was four years old, dude. She hasn't been here since she was four. She doesn't remember you. She, she remembers me. Remember. She loves me. You don't have the fucking X Factor, dude. No one fucking remembers you. That's why you're a character actor, not a leading man. Like Bro, me, Billy say, the dad. I've seen this movie a lot. I did not remember that scene. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, is this like a, a longer edit? I don't remember mm. this guy at all. This is the one opportunity they had to take it from a love rhombus to a love pentagram. I love, I love this <laughs> actor. Pentagram? I guess they're damned. This guy is um, most famously, he's in a Seinfeld episode where he is a former army vet who Elaine is guilted into promoting at he's her meant, job. She's meant to fire him, but she's intimidated by him. So she ends up promoting him to, until he becomes like a head writer of the catalog she works at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very funny stuff. He's also in a bunch of other shit. Con Air, being John Malkovich, oh. Saw, Lords of Dogtown. We love Whoa. this guy. We love him. He's, he's a, a great... He's a Catherine Hardwick regular. That's Every great. time I see him in something, like I'm watching Justified at the moment, he's mm-hmm. in that. I always go, it's the fucking guy from Seinfeld. And yes. now I'll be going, it's that fucking what pedophile from Saw? Twilight. <laughs> and I'll be excited. He Saw? I just he... watched Saw like recently. He plays a character called Jeff. Yeah, do you remember Jeff from <laughs> Saw? <laughs> oh, Jeff. Yeah, you know, Jeff. <laughs> He also started oh, a theatre company called The Actors Gang with Tim Robbins. So we love this guy. So we're giving you a big okay. shout out. You're getting your first Oscar here on the podcast, okay. Ned Bellamy. And also, okay. like, he looks creepy. Like, he looks like a creepy guy. He effectively plays that character. Mm-hmm. Look him up on Google Images. The guy has got a sick rig. He's got a rock and hot bod. Does he? I'm talking abdominal what? muscles growing out of the wazoo. Oh, Let me have a look at this guy's rig. Look at that. It's a second pick. Holy hell. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Look at that. My God. He looks like... <laughs> he looks I'm not gorgeous, seeing the rig. Like oh, an yeah. Anthony Weiner or something. <laughs> Where am I seeing... Oh, shit. What's yeah, his deal? Yeah, wow, that's like yeah. Vladimir Putin vibes. Yeah. yeah. The guy looks great. You we got to hand it to him. You think it's work or genetic? I think that's genetics, Hard baby. Work. <laughs> Hard work, I'd say. <laughs> this guy looks oh, great. I saw he, um, I figured it out. And by figured it out, I mean Googled it. Yeah. He <laughs> plays Jeff, we know. He, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you were, why are you watching Saw? I find Saw such an upsetting series. Um, I don't know. It's kind of soothing to me. Interesting. You're watching it for Jeff, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Jeff. Factor. I'm watching the entire back catalogue of Ned Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll... we've got another award that we love to give out on the podcast. We like to pick a specific thing that we feel like needs to be recognized in this movie. And for this film, we want to give a special Oscar to Wendy Chuck, who is a costume designer in this movie. <laughs> the worst costume designer in the history of cinema. <laughs> Everyone's wearing a little fucking hat. Everyone's got three shirts on at all times. The prom dresses, my lord. When you get told... I mean, actually, it is kind of stellar work that she does because when you think like a small town on the outskirts of Seattle is doing a James Bond-themed prom... That she kind of nailed the brief of what that would probably look like. Yeah, of it is not. And stuff. <laughs> it is not her fault that this movie was made in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, a, a time that fashion left behind. I really think the only person that escapes from this kind of unscathed in like the costume area of this film 
is uh, Edward, is Rob Patson. Like, he always mm. just wears, like, kind of muted navies and greys, pea coats. He's got this cool puffer jacket that actually looks freaking sick. But then everyone else is like, there's some, one of the little girlfriends got these ugly Tina Fey glasses on the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she deserves a glow up in like one of the films. She absolutely does. The dad, he's dressed as a cop, kind of gets away with it. Poor Ned Bellamy dies. He gets eaten by three vampires wearing a Kiss Me I'm Irish shirt that's covered in stains. <laughs> Man, I want that shirt so bad. <laughs> With the stains <laughs> on it. I feel like it's interesting because Bella's meant to be very beautiful, but the the moments mm. where she's meant to be really beautiful, like when she puts on those new dresses and stuff, I mean, again, maybe a testament to the time, she looks like mm. fucking nothing. Yeah. They look like nothing. She looks way hotter when she's got those raglan, like, textured shirts with a freaking... Uh, bowling, to dad's bowling shirt over the top. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it is where Edward falls in love with her. I will say again, guys, she is 17 years old. <laughs> and, uh, yep, so let's keep that in mind. But that's a big shout out to Wendy Chuck, who is always the costume designer on the films of Alexander Payne. Oh, really? She's Alexander Payne's costume designer. She, we're talking Nebraska. We're talking wow. the Descendants. We're talking oh. downsizing the mini Matt Damon Oh, my God, feature. not downsizing. <laughs> she Did designed all those going minis. going downsizing. <laughs> I go up all fucking day about that movie. I was going to say film, and I said, no, no, you don't earn Thank that. you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a movie. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, also, for me, they will probably come up in this Screen Ages miniseries, Election. I love Election. I think that's got great costumes on it. I love Election. Nice. So what are you guys going to do? You're going to do Mean Girls? You're going to do Scream? You're going to do Election? Why are you talking? We We don't know yet. We're not 100% sure yet. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're kind of seeing where things take us. We've been doing some interesting (laughs) flicks. And we might do some interesting Tracy flicks. Which is the character that Reese Witherspoon plays in election? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've got a wonderful mind of movie knowledge. <laughs> Fantastic. And that's why you're crush of the year, Alexa. <laughs> wow. That's why. Two years running. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. What do I got to do to get on this fucking list? You got to not want it so bad, Cam. I actually don't do want it. I think it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard well, in my life. Well, you seem jealous. And usually I would say green is not your color, but I've seen you in those beautiful emeralds it and it makes you pop. Tragically, green is my color. Um, I think we should move into the reboot section mm-hmm. of this podcast. We we want to talk about what we would do with this flick. If we had the rights mm-hmm. to the Twilight books mm-hmm. and we could remake these flicks however we liked, how would we do it? I have one suggestion to begin with. Yes. I'd replace Edward and Bella with Hum and a Harpy and I'd watch that for Oh, nice. Good grief. Hum and a Harpy. I'd love that. Hum and a Harpy. <laughs> that. And that's a that's great the title. title. The yeah, lesbian coming of age film we need. Yeah, yeah I'd that, be into that. This bit more gay would be pretty cool, actually. Mm, oh, yeah, a more gay and version. less white. I know that yes. Stephanie Mayer had a really hard time with like people asking her to like ch- change the race of characters so they yeah. weren't also white. And I... I don't think it was born from like explicit racism of yeah. like I don't I want all the characters to be white, but I think she had such a strong idea of what they look like in her head that when people tried to change it, she was like, "No, I know what they look like." But you I'm know, a visionary. Because she's really white, and because mm. she like probably only thinks about white people, they were just yeah. all white. Um, Stephanie, come on, get the laptop out. Command F. 
white. <laughs> change and then white change to brown. It to Puerto Rican or something. Yes. Well, she didn't write white, but that's the thing. It was in her head, and she clearly like had all these rules so that she got to make decisions on the films. And so... surely she would have written like sparkling white skin, yes. alabaster. I'm sure that. Oh, word they love comes writing alabaster. Yeah, they love, they love that word. is <laughs> a wonderful yeah, right. way to describe a pale person. Yeah. It sounds sexy and ceramic. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> ceramic. It does sound ceramic. How would you guys reboot this flick? Naomi, you go. I know you have a lot of ideas about this. I don't. I mean, first of all, it's perfect. So mm. I don't know how you would recreate <laughs> this. I, 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 gen- I don't even know if you could remake it. At least not now. Again, a lot of pedophilia, mm-hmm. which I have come to realize people are not okay with. Yeah. <laughs> Famous people are not are into that idea. <laughs> Some people are really into it. <laughs> I mean, you diversify it. You make it not as white. You make it more gay. Obviously, mm-hmm. those are the oh. first things you do. Sincerely. Um, but also, yeah, I think we do get the full frontal this time. You see dick and vagina. I think we yeah. see it go, go in, in and out. And then back and in. And then in again, yeah. And then, really? and we, then you're it only allowed three pumps. You're only allowed three pumps. <laughs> He's yeah, a three then, pump then they bump the rating up to MA if you yeah. get in a fourth pump. <laughs> well, what about to avoid pedophilia? We don't take it out of high school. It's no longer a teen movie. We're chucking that out. It's now Edward is has got a job at a nursing home and he reconnects <laughs> with an old flame. He reconnects with an old flame, Bella, who was like around when he had the original Spanish influenza. They're wow. locked down during COVID mm. at the nursing home. And he's like, fuck, I remember this shit. I, it happened to me. Let me tell you guys how to get away from it. And he starts turning everyone like Carlisle turned him. He turns okay, but all then, the old people into But then part. wait, yeah. so Bella's like 96 and then we're watching somebody who's yes. perpetually 17. I think that's as problematic. I think then you're in like elder abuse mm. territory. But they know mm. each other from way back. Bro, she's <laughs> not. She doesn't remember shit. Elder abuse. Yeah, she's into it. Uh, she's like, God. He's the same age. Okay, well, he's her, older. He's older. Yeah, but. He's older. I guess he's, that means he's been grooming her for 80 years. But her <laughs> mind is human. So she's probably like frail and forgetting stuff. And like, they can't have the yeah, sex. She was a her, genius. The she movie was a starts genius. with her doing a sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> she's in, and she smashes She gets a, she opens up mail. Yeah, she's dude. got a letter from Mensa saying, yeah. congratulations, <laughs> you're back in again. Yeah. Uh, she's she's been renewed. She, her Mensa shit was renewed. Yeah. Well, old people do have a lot of sex, Naomi, but they also get a lot more vaginal tears. So you need to be like And there's, all, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's part of it. What does that have to do with this issue of... Yes, he <laughs> turns her first. Oh, she's 96. She doesn't know where her keys are. Her vaginas are dry. We can't do this movie because she'll get vaginal tears. <laughs> <laughs> the actors don't have to have sex in real life. In well, they do in this film. Yeah, they do. It's like we said, it's full frontal. Oh, yeah, it's porn. We're not getting fucking Olympia Dukakis to get fucking railed by <laughs> by Robert Pattinson in real well, life. Not in the with movie. that attitude. Oh, my Can God. I an alternative reboot. Yes. Yeah. I actually think it would be much more of a service to the world if you took this movie but then made all those implicit things that are creepy much more mm. explicit. So, like, you don't Ooh, see anyone wow. in this movie going to church and getting all these creepy-ass messages about, like, your soul and your virginity mm-hmm. and your vagina and kissing a boy Who goes or to church? What? Who goes to church? That's what I mean. No one in this movie goes to church and all those values are just assumed. But actually, it would be better if you showed oh. the creepy-ass Mormonism, sorry to Mormons, that um, 
that <laughs> no, you're not. brings up <laughs> that, that like brings up these values, and then you saw the way this plays out in essentially like a cult. Oh, so you actually turn it into a full horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like a creepy. You know, there's like a creepy girl who belongs to the innocent church, and you know they want their daughters yeah. to be pure, and then she falls in love with a vampire who doesn't have a soul, who's going to hell, and then his sinful dick has to enter her pure pussy, yeah. which is like, what is happening? Oh but my god, is that horny? I feel like that's less Hum. horny. Yeah, but I feel like Slow it's scary. It down. <laughs> I think I it might be, be hornier. Horny. Okay, I babe, think just it might watch be some hornier. porn. Just watch some sex positive porn. Don't watch a creepy children's movie. Why do I have to watch porn? Just watch some ethical porn. It is better than this. No, no, no. This Every is... time I turn on a rom-com, hum disappears. Watch some <laughs> ethical porn. <laughs> ethical. Make it ethical. <laughs> Masturbate right now. I think I do think that Naomi's hit on something, which is that horniness is a key factor mm-hmm. that we need to consider. Yes. Um, we need to make people horny. So I would suggest maybe that we go full-on horror hum style. Yeah. But we do add, um, I don't know, some fucking horny glances and stuff like yes. that. Yes. People looking at like, each other. and You could add some big yeah. fat anime titties. Like it would be cool if Bella had big naturals. That would sure. be awesome um, if Edward had big titties. We love naturals on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> We're a big fan of the big naturals on yeah. the podcast. Natties, we call them. Yeah. Natties. Yeah. <laughs> That might get to snip. I don't think so. <laughs> I reckon that stays in. Big booby anime honkers. As so. someone with huge anime tits, I say keep it. All right, it stays. We've got the blessing. You know, I do think it's interesting that if we made this movie now, because Scream is like that, right? Like it's horror, but mm-hmm. it's sexy. But the titties were tighter when that movie was made. Now, now you want bigger titties. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say something profound for a yeah. second there, and then it just brought it right back to titties. The titties were tighter. They were. <laughs> we are nearing the end. In fact, we've done mm. an hour and a half, so we're way over the end. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi, what are your final thoughts on this beloved classic of yours? Perfect masterpiece. Um, if you don't like it, I don't care. I don't know why this was... Well, I do know why this was voted the worst movie of all time a few years ago. It's because people hate hate teenage girls and they True. hate it when teenage girls are horny. But get True. over it. They're all horny. Absolutely agree. Hum? Mm. I just want to advocate for the rights of teenage girls to be horny. I would just mm-hmm. like to see them hornier for better source material. Okay. I have ambition. Right. Oh, it for says them. you. I have ambition for their pussies, Naomi. Okay. Excuse me for <laughs> loving them. Hamira Marbub has ambition for teenage girls' pussies. Fantastic. That's actually a great quote. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if we got, don't if this was philosophy, we'd get James Fosdyke to draw yeah. it up and put the quote on. It's up there. <laughs> Cam, on this rewatch, what are your final profound thoughts? Um, this movie is not for me and that's cool. Okay. It's for other people and I support that. And I also support, um, everything that Hum just said about yep. pussies. <laughs> so slap Cam's name on the quote as well. <laughs> just ditto. Cam with ditto on the next picture. 
I would say to summarize this movie, but also I would actually recommend this movie. I feel like people have dodged this movie, especially, you know, young men going, oh, fuck this. Why is this guy fucking Batman? Why is he fucking Batman? You know what? Take a fucking seat, Schmohawk, because this movie is fucking crazy. And I would highly recommend it to anyone. This is a camp classic for me that I think is like modern pop culture camp classic. And I think that this movie is so dense and so enjoyable in that there's something happening in every second and every frame of this movie that is completely wild, completely (laughs) insane. Every extra in this movie is so detailed. They all look so like that they came ready for this movie. There's like young chubby girls with bandanas on. You're going to see big nerdy guys with tiny little glasses that look, that you're going to clock them all the time. You're going to be like, fuck, that guy's in every shot. This movie is so dense and enjoyable. Definitely watch this with your mates. Let the fucking Billy boil and you will have such a good time with this film. <laughs> Watch oh, it with a bud. Watch it with a bud. It the just whole gets better franchise. and better. The last movie, the CGI baby. Yes. You've oh got my to stick God. around for that. It's Now, so is this epic. baby the baby that's called Renesme? Renesme. Renesme oh. is yep. the baby's name, yes. Yep. Is it true that. that people have really called their children Renesme? Yeah. yeah. Renesme Toliopoulos, my younger sister. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. We love you guys. We Mm -hmm. think you're awesome. Um, And we want people to watch Why Are You Like This, which is now available for streaming on ABC iView. It's true. Yes. Yes. Now, can I ask you guys a question? Why are you like this? (laughs) I will come to your house and murder you. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So her character's bitchy. Pretty <laughs> Give it a watch. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's rude. It's a bit of a laugh. It's Naomi's all those things. It. It's fun, funny. It's rude. I'm Naomi's in it. in it. Um, you've got a lot of other people in it too. Lawrence Leung is in it, who is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Are you on the IMDb page. No, I was just actually I did just <laughs> scroll down to it. Yeah. But also, we should say it was co-created by a man. So I don't know. Take that. Yeah. With a grain of salt, you Watch know. Watch two-thirds of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes. Anytime a bloke says something, shut your eyes. Uh, but it's also coming out to Netflix for international listeners as well, right? Do you know when it's coming uh-huh. out? We, we can't say yet, but okay. it's very soon. Um, you can find me on my illustration Instagram at Toilet Feelings. Um, follow me there or don't. I don't care. You know what? Since wow. you guys aren't advocating for yourselves, <laughs> I will say you're both very talented, mm-hmm. you're both very funny, and our listeners should follow you on everything. Absolutely. Be it Twitch, be it Toilet Feelings, um, be it just out in the wild. Follow these girls, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get obsessed with them. Get obsessed with them. Learn the ins and outs of their daily life. Honestly, to the girls listening, do that. To the fellas, watch from a distance, Edward Cullen style. (laughs) Watch them sleep. Yeah, watch me sleep, but don't wake me up. To the fellas, learn how to climb a freaking tree, baby. That's that's what's going on, Edward Cullen style. Then I'll be a spider monkey. Well, if you want to hear more from us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash total reboot and sign up for just five bucks a month and you get access to a whole another podcast. And what are we doing on that show at the moment? At the moment, we've been going through our favorite films from every year in high school 
and it's been incredibly revealing mm-hmm. and <laughs> incredibly embarrassing at times. Mm-hmm. And also, you realize like you just had the like you just had basic taste when you were Absolutely. younger. Absolutely, you always look back and you go, "I think I was pretty cool," and then yeah. you go, "Oh no, it was just this like straight to DVD movie." Yeah. Starring one some... of the Expendables. <laughs> There's been some real dog shit that we've uncovered. Which is a lot of fun. That are completely lost to time. So they've been so much fun to do. Uh, you can hear those. They're really crazy. They're very silly. And uh, if you want to talk to us online, we're at This Is Alexi. You're at I Am Cameron James. That's right. I on am. Twitter, on Instagram. And we're at Total Reboot Pod, Pod on Twitter. And we're on Facebook as well. So you can keep up to date with what we are doing next on the podcast, which we'll announce right now. It is the 1999 classic American Pie. Well, until next time, have a wonderful evening and a spectacular tomorrow.